Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about this morning the very sad, the very sad battle between units and houses since COVID the last 12 months. Who was the winner? Who was the loser out of the two? We'll be back shortly. Two seconds. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 372, the battle of house growth or lack of growth, houses versus units. A lot of people, I think for forever, have always said, should I buy a unit? Should I buy a house? And probably up until this year, they've been pretty similar with their growth, but not since COVID, has it, Mark? Not since COVID not since COVID and we won't draw to a conclusion yet, but we're going to give you some suburbs to have a look at and you decide for yourself. Now, fortunately being live, we can look at your comments. So if you've got any suburbs that you want us to analyze for like 30 seconds, just pop the suburb in now and we'll tell you in the comment section. But Michael, um, part of the conversation we had was not we didn't want to use suburbs that have had uh, explosive change with stock. We wanted to use older suburbs. So uh, yeah, more Parramatta, for instance, established stuff, you know. Uh, over to you, Michael. Yes, yeah, so I was just looking at Camaray. So that's why I'm looking down if everyone's looking like Camaray. There was 120 sales. Units were down 2.1%. But houses was up 14% with the same down five percent in sale transactions so fairly consistent um which is um, like they're totally different directions one's up and one's down um yep. if we look at a suburb like so that's a step sort of 12 months yeah 12 months so you look at something like dy down three yep. percent uh, yep. and houses down 1.1 percent the number of sales in DY houses is actually up 22%. That's surprising. So, so guys, the data source that we're using is good quality. It's it's called RP Data, and where RP Data gets their information from, we pay a fortune per month to subscribe. But where they get the information from is Land Titles Office. So every time a title is transferred, every time stamp duty is paid, that recorded sale is coming through to us, and that's what we're reading back to you. Give me some more suburbs, Michael. Yeah, Neutral Bay. Uh, sorry, Neutral Bay Apartments up 0.9. It's the first positive one I've seen. And houses up 2.6. We go to somewhere like... Okay, Black. so houses performed better uh, by almost triple uh, the growth compared to it, compared to units in the same suburb. Next yep. one. Blacktown down 0.9 for houses. Units down 0.7. Uh, okay, Campsie, so like down houses are doing twice as better. Campsy down 4.8 for houses, down 0.7 for apartments. Yep. Now, you may be hearing that the, that the housing market is exploding, and it is. Just bear in mind, guys, this is 12 months of data. So to sway, even if there's been a month or two of good, to sway 12, it needs to be even stronger. 
um, because it was heading in a downwards direction fast for the first three months. So even if it's heading in an upwards direction fast for the next three months, it sort of equalises a little bit. And also bear in mind, guys, that any sale that's achieved today, it's it's about six to eight weeks before that we get our hands on that data for it to be registered with Land Titles Office for it to be registered as a growth figure today. So let's yep. get going. Mascot down 8% in units, down 3.2 in houses. So houses are done twice as better. Yep. I liked Monaval. Monaval houses up 16%, units up 5.7. Bondi. Yeah, that's huge. Bondi houses up 10%, but units down 3%. It's very interesting. Yep. Mossman. You've also also got medium rent sitting in behind houses and behind, um, um, but there's no recorded growth or decline on that, is there? Well, if you look at Mossman, houses up 16%, apartments down nearly 4%. Rental yields wow. down seven percent. Okay. Uh, where's another one? What have we got here? Newtown. Yeah, I love that suburb. Houses down five point seven. Apartments down point seven. Rental yields down eleven percent. So, guys, there's a pattern here. There's a pattern. Take note. The pattern is that. In the last 12 months, houses are outstripping units with capital growth, yeah? Yep. Kensington units down, Kensington yep. down nearly 8% apartments, 6% houses, rental yields down 76 So, sorry, houses in Kensington are down 6%? Yep, and um, apartments down, down 8 Again, the houses is uh, is performing yeah. better. Cogra, let's have a Cogra. Houses down five percent. Apartments down two point seven. Not bad. Uh, rental yield down nearly twelve percent. Bexley. Interesting. So, so the only places that actually have growth are houses. Like there hasn't really been any unit market that's gone up. Five percent, ten percent, fifteen. But there's been a couple house markets, and generally when they've both gone down, units have gone down more. Ashfield, morning, Mel. Ashfield. Yeah, Ashfield's a good established suburb. Houses up one point one percent, units down one percent, rental yields down fifteen percent. Crazy. Marrickville will be a good one. Oh, Chatswood was insane. Chatswood down 2.6, 2.9% for houses and down 17% for apartments. You would think if you're going to look to buy an apartment, you'd look in Chatswood. Hey, out of interest, you know who I reckon has been touched up? Sydney CBD. Can you give yeah, us that? Look at, yeah. Sydney. Houses down 20%, apartments down 15%, rental yields down 15%. So that Sydney CBD is probably the hardest hit that I've heard out of all the numbers. Yeah, and Chatswood, very similar. 
Chatswood was worse with units. Yeah, well, Sydney CBD, I'd really just stick to unit the unit stat, hey, because um, it's not really old. Can't really see yeah. any houses. Well, Chatswood would be the worst. Wow. A bigger Chinese Asian population, more likely. Maroubra down 3% for apartments um, and houses down 05 Contributed to that. So, okay, let's, let's, have, let's, let's draw to some conclusions on this. Uh, would you be silly buying in these suburbs that have been hammered? No, I reckon no, because those suburbs are some of the best growth suburbs over the last few years, and obviously they're being hit hard. I wonder if it's unit uh, houses, units that are doing worse because a lot of people upgrading to houses, maybe because they want to bring the office inside. So if you typically yep. worked in the city, you would look for a bigger house. If you had a very uh, an apartment, you may upgrade to a house so you can have a home office. Um, I wonder if that could be an establishment because I know commercial office deals are struggling as well. So you've got units struggling more so than houses and, and commercial offices, and you can have two in one with a, a larger home. So that could be a contributing So, guys, we are, seeing, we are seeing, yeah, we're definitely seeing um, people upsize on their properties so they're getting an extra bedroom or an extra study or an extra yard i think that's definitely a contributing factor that two houses doing better in this property market um that's a trend uh my yeah. my advice is i wouldn't mind going against the grain in some of these suburbs that have been heavily hit so what we've identified this morning if you've just tuned in is uh, you know, are units doing better? Are houses doing better? The houses since COVID. And think how many incentives you're just or, cutting out, uh, Mike. We, sorry. Um, oh, but oh. what we've also, I, you've got me? Yeah, got you now. Go. Yeah. Um, but what we've also identified this morning is that the suburbs um, that have been most heavily affected through COVID have been very sort of uh, unity uh, suburbs like the Sydney CBD or like Par Parramatta, Chatswood, yeah. those areas, that uh, high-density areas, as Animal calls it. Um, now, in addition to that, um, what's Animal saying? High-density makes social distancing hard and communal areas and we shared air circulation. This is what I've seen as to why people are getting away from units. Very true, yeah. Yeah, very good point. So you, yeah, like yeah, anything where you've got the so, area, yeah. I reckon, but don't forget, guys, and I've been saying this a lot lately, we are purely a domestic market at the moment. All the sea change and tree change stuff that we talk that we've talked about this morning, it's all yes. off the back of a of a domestic market. On the back of an international market, i.e., when our borders open, I think you may find there be more. It may trend more towards apartments. Um, so particularly the the, the um, being through a, the Asian Pacific area um, that there, I think you'll see those guys coming back in flock and they are attracted to apartments and not attracted to apartments at the moment.
And also think of many unit incentives there are with first home buyers and it's still negative. Yeah, that's right. right. All that, all that, yeah. And the first home buyers are generally jumping into um, to units, and it's still negative. So thank God the government's got these incentives and brought these introductions into that unit sector because I think that would have been hammered pretty bloody hard. The problem with the unit sector being hammered hard is it doesn't kick on. So the yeah. cats that are selling the units are buying the houses. So the government very cleverly has stimulated that entry let that entry market, which is that unit market, which is then kicked along to this housing market. Yeah. And that's a conclusion. That's a conclusion. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Adma. Units have done have done worse than houses through COVID. And uh, I do think uh, if it, it would be better um, to get into a to get into a um, a unit maybe as an investment these days while it's running at an all time low. Yeah, then you got land the tax, dip. Michael. Yeah, buy the yep. dip, as they say. Thanks, everyone. Buy low, sell high. Cheers, Cheers. Bye.